Right, we're back with Villaincast. Uh, this is podcast number four. Uh, quick shout out to our sponsors and to the uh, Discord channel who uh, that thing's just growing every day. And thank you for the discussion you guys are giving me. Uh, I'm joined today by, uh, I'd like to say, uh, probably the biggest mentor I've had uh, throughout my entire jujitsu uh, journey, career, however you want to describe it. Um, Pre, it's the only way I, was, I can describe you. Uh, welcome. Yeah. I know the uh, time difference is uh, going to be uh, a bit severe if we carry on on too late, but yeah, I for, hate uh, being here. Time for me. Yeah. <laughs> Nothing to do with talking to me. It's like, oh, I don't want to be here. No, no, no it's all good. I can. It's twelve. It's ten p.m. So I, I don't have, I don't have time limit. So we talk as as much as needed. Perfect. Uh, yeah. Um, I know we haven't seen each other since the Amsterdam camp. Um, yeah. Back in September, um, which was uh, that was a great experience. I found I, like seeing uh, all those different coaches uh, like uh, Iminari and Russ Nichols and. Uh, a lot of the stuff they play and a lot of the games they play and and hearing your points of view on it as well. Um, I really, really enjoyed that camp and uh, hopefully we'll get to do, repeat that this year. Um, how's the uh, the situation looking in Estonia right now in regards to training? Uh, we are open. Uh, we were closed. I think we, you can say we were the lucky ones that, uh, in a way that I think in March last year, mid-March, we closed down and then like everybody and then it was closed till end of the May and then we were open starting June maybe just like very without restrictions and then in Ju July like freely open until till the mid-September kind of late late second part of December and then they closed us down and uh, we opened up this is actually like now been open like uh, you know two weeks and this Monday also you know so, mm -hmm. so the two weeks and you know this this Monday we've been open. So I guess February, fe yeah, February beginning. You know, the verse where we kind of mm -hmm. opened up. But now there's actually today there's some science committee getting together again, and uh, they're again thinking about maybe we have to uh, strengthen things because I think as much as I know, I think there's some numbers that we are in the second place right now in Europe with a ratio of uh, infectious people to 100,000, you know, and uh, yeah. whatever it is. So we're actually like neighbors, Finland, I think, I don't know if Lithuania, but let's say Latvia, definitely they're going down. Latvia is, I think, very strict lockdown in a way. And Estonia is going up. And uh, so we have like, a, I think today was eight, 800 something, 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 uh, you know, positives. So, yeah. so yeah, it's, it's, it looks like it, there's talks about vaccines and stuff, but you know, that some patches are coming and some, you know, some countries didn't get it and there was some mix up there, but um, overall it's not depressing. It's not, I wouldn't say like, I don't know, promising it would be much to say, but uh, it's really weird that it's not open, close, open, close. And that's kind of maybe a little bit tiring and, you can't really plan and you pretty much live like a day, like a day and one day, second day, and you live like yes. this and it's very, very hard to make plans. You just try to survive. 
Um, and yeah, so I don't know what's going to happen. The possibility that we're going to close our gym or we're going to hang on or so. So it all depends. So at the moment, we just we don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. So <laughs> yeah. Um, well, actually, we're quite fortunate in the UK. Uh, I think it's just happened like like publicly. There was a announcement saying that gyms in the UK. I'm not sure if that includes combat sports. But will be opening again from April the 21st. I think it is or 12th. Oh, um, and my birthday. Think, oh, both of those. The 20 April 21st. Oh, okay. Oh, that seems quite appropriate. I think that's why Boris chose that date. Yes, um, yes. And then uh, July, I think everything, like any restrictions disappear. So like nightclubs, theatres, everything just reopens. Like we, this is the, the apparently, as much as uh, you can trust what they say, uh, this is the end of lockdowns and uh, limiting in the UK. It's just going to be going down and down now up until the summer. And then that should be it, apparently. But, but even like your numbers are going that down that they can predict that future. Or... Uh, I think I think we were one of the first countries to really hit the vaccine hard. Uh, I think we've already had something like 15 million adults uh, vaccinated. And I think the numbers have dropped quite significantly when regards to like hospitalizations. Okay. I think that's kind of driving their, uh, their, their point of view. Um, so hopefully over the summertime, uh, we might be able to train together again. Hopefully, if you're <laughs> unless you're <laughs> catching up for lost time of uh, last year, not being able to, to travel as much. Um, yeah, it's it's been a really, uh, really, it's a good vacation. And a lot of people actually said, "Pre, this traveling is crazy. You need a vacation." Well, I got one. You know. <laughs> yeah, enforced yeah. vacation, which is the other yeah. way around. You've, you've been forced to stay at home. Yeah. Um, so. so. So going on to the defense of BJJ, uh, that was you, you told me about the the site uh, imminently dropping back in September. Um, so how would you describe that? How that's gone since uh, I last saw you? So the site was about to drop in September. Uh, just uh, give a... We we launched. I think it we launched fifth October. Yes. Um, yeah, it's uh, it's let's say. Uh, Overall, the, these are slow times, you know, people are training and training less and some people are training and some people are having trouble. But I would consider, con considering all what's going on, we are doing pretty good. And, um, okay. Yeah, and maybe uh, in a way that um, what I'm thinking that it was a really like a blessing in disguise for me at least that, you know, the traveling dropped and online came up. Kind of like I got a substitute for for traveling uh, and um, something else to do, so this was very helpful. And uh, uh, so right now I'm thinking uh, I'm I'm seeing that uh, we're weeding out some bugs. Uh, we had a new front page, so now we have more material, more feedback from people, and we're restructuring something on a site that how how it would work better. Mm. Uh, and uh, so. Seems like people are happy. Uh, I'm giving a lot of, you know, narrated feedback and I'm doing some technique stuff and there's uh, some forum activity. And so overall, I'm, I'm happy. I'm happy that uh, I, could still, I can still produce material. Uh, you know, that's usually the hard part to just, you know, putting always the techniques up. But I'm happy that actually it, it has actually become like uh, many feedback. I just yesterday got some feedback that 
that it really is like online coaching that I interact, I put videos, I talk to people, I narrate and they send me like their question and then I answer with a video form. So it's not only techniques. And that also uh, kind of helps because other way, you know, if you join a site, it's fun, fun, but it just you have an accumulation of techniques like over and over new stuff, new stuff, and you don't have time to practice them or just visually they look good, but you have to train them, you know? So, and yeah. also uh, what makes us, I don't know if everybody else does it, but I have, you know, I personally haven't heard that. Uh, but so I don't want to hurt anybody's feelings and people can correct me if it's, if it's not true, but we also give homeworks. Uh, I give homework to people that let's say like, mm -hmm. let's say January and February was part that people had to practice hawking, you know, hawking drills, like uh, how to drill them. I teach them how to drill different drills, separating limbs, you know, bottom limb, top limb, uh, making them flat. And they send me stuff and I, I critique that. I send them feedback. So right now, first we did like a month with a topic, but now it seems like two is better. People have time to train and, you know, get feedback and still train. So that homework part has been really like a helpful and that those techniques I also are in a site, they have more context because people have time to practice them and I can point them out like answers to their problems, so to speak. So they have value, not because just a visually, oh, it's a cool version, but they actually can get help from those techniques. Uh, and mm -hmm. probably some are missing. So I make new video or something that if somebody wants something. So overall, this has been like, uh, let's say slow times, also good, weeding out bugs, really understanding that it could work, that the people are subscribing, so they're not bashing and they're unsubscribing all the time. Yeah. So we're seeing that uh, we have steady, you know, steady uh, memberships uh, in that sense. So, and uh, so far, nobody has said anything bad, so to speak. So, so I'm, I'm very happy. I was kind of scared about the project because it's still, it's a full-time commitment. You have to be there, you know, produce, talk to people. And, uh, but instead of traveling and visiting people in seminars and just, you know, getting, getting in touch and helping them this way, I have actually found a way that I can reach people like this, you know, if uh, $15 a month and uh, I don't think the, 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 the value is clearly there. It's like, uh, usually the prices for online stuff are, you know, $25 or something, mm. uh, Roger Gracie or Mendes brothers or something. So. I think we, we, we value that quite, quite good. Uh, and uh, because, you know, I don't want to compete with all those Galois sites and stuff. So we have a niche that uh, we're doing and it seems to work. So I'm, I'm very happy because I wasn't at all sure about it, how it would work. And we even would sign up, you know. Yes. Um, well, actually, that kind of leads into like, the, the, one of the main uh, topics I want to get into is that obviously, you know, we've known each other now for... I think it's coming to about four or five years. I can't remember. I think it's four years. I think it's mid-2017. Uh, yeah, 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 yeah. November. It was the uh, it was the first, I think the first camp you went to. Globetrot. Yeah, Copenhagen, 2017, June. Yes. Um, obviously, back then, you 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 did the uh, the class on Turtle, I think it was, and Close Guard. Maybe. Yeah, turtle definitely. I don't mind if it, if it was close guard. I don't know. Um, well, I do remember you saying to me something about close guard that I'll force you into close guard, then I'll heel hook you. I think it was one of the uh, the things you said during during that seminar. Okay. Um, just. Uh, and I did heel hook you. I think you did. Yes, I think I went for X guard or something. Then you punished me for it. 
Um, yeah. Going back to like back in those days, so you know, so it was the first Globetrotter camp. No one really like, apart from maybe SBG uh, based folks and your own gym, knew about the uh, defensive system that you'd been working on. Um, how would you say like? Because obviously you developed a lot of uh, running man and panda. Uh, prior to the Globetrotter camps. Uh, how would you say the system has developed and changed from those first days of just you and your gym and the occasional SPG seminar to uh, the Globetrotter camps and, and going pretty much all over the world with this to Fanatics and the online uh, output that you're giving with a lot of feedback from all over the world now. So have you found that the... Uh, there's been a, a marked growth in the system of um, almost like, uh, I don't want to like lead the question too much, but you have more brains on it. And so you can see more angles of, of where there could be gaps, where there could be improvements. And I was wondering if it's the change for you in that time. Actually, uh, you could say that, yeah, more eyes and, then I have to be really careful what I'm claiming and what I can do because I can get exposed a lot. Uh, I think even uh, Patrick said something in Facebook recently when I mentioned the Sahabi podcast that uh, he was saying like, uh, I think many people 2017 or even a little bit later, uh, they thought it was a hype, you know, and they usually people wait for hype to die a bit and I get exposed and it's normal again. But uh, seems like I've really had something, you know. And now it's just been growing slowly. And I, I wouldn't say I've been exposed and it will be like a fake. It was something and it's definitely different than everything else. So it, in that sense, it hasn't died. Uh, but um, I would say I've been developing this, I don't know, 15 years. It started with just a, with a head on a mat and a little bit uh, trying to prevent a cross face. I, if, I, if I'm correct, we got this idea from Saulo Ribeiro that, oh, we just avoid the cross face. And so you're just playing like head on a mat and really squeezing so they wouldn't get access. But it was still not because with a, with a you know, hawking pressure and stuff, it's even better. And it started with like that. And then we have done, I've actually called, maybe you know, maybe you don't know. I've called one version of Turtle. Uh, we called it 300. Uh, because, you know, 300, there was a big famous, what? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I don't think uh, you told me, but yeah, no, uh, you're on about the... Uh... Or situation the, the historical uh yeah the battle you know the narrow field and stuff and they could they could fight back so uh, one of the first turtles actually i don't know i guess first or first experimentation was actually i was one soda so if you would i would be in turtle and you would be my left side hmm. i would be like uh, my far shoulder would be on a mat and my yeah. both arms could be here so we call it 300 because i'm funneling everything here <laughs> right and uh, so then we had like a you know, head on a mat and we have this now. So, uh, and um, I, I don't think we have, yeah, Hawking, you know, Hawking was even last year, we had certain like a last click and it just, it just magic. Panda is really recent. I think Panda happened even during the club tour the time. I just started to play it. It's really late invention. Hmm. I have no clue why I just, um, I don't recall why I just was like, okay, let's try this. And, I know it right away if I tried, I, I know it worked even better than I hoped. And I was like, whoa. 
And I have no clue why I got inspiration because the only thing I saw is uh, Tellus doing that uh, transitionally, he played that. Um, so I think coming to Clockdrotters, the, the good part was, let's say, I would say I'm peaking right now, even more yeah. with an information and stuff. And it's really, really like Hawking was last pit was really good. Uh, and uh, but I felt like when I'm coming, when I came to Clockdrotters, it was already ready enough yeah. that I could already play against uh, even like against black belts and stuff. And I was that confident and uh, and I was already giving back back away and and the playing back forward and turtle. And so and, uh, you know, then we had the toes on the mat version. Now we do a seal feet also because we know more. Uh, but uh, so. So I, I would say it's clearly, I wouldn't say it's as developed in that sense, but I, I would be lying that if I would say it hasn't, uh, it, it, it has been a good time to weed out some bugs mm. that people have been testing it. Then because all my reasoning and stuff, always doubting myself, that's why we have Hawking, then something was missing and all the Kimura defenses and stuff that opened up because of that. Uh, so definitely I've understood more because I've rolled with, I would have a, like a, I've had a better access to black belts, decent yeah. level black belts. Um, uh, and, uh, so that has gave me more confident what I'm doing because I, I guess I was playing it before, but you know, always testing, testing. And I guess now the usual criticism is like, oh, I haven't faced anybody world class, you know? So, yeah. so that's like another argument people have, oh, but world-class guys will beat you. I was like, I'm 43 years old, you know, <laughs> and I'm not physically very shaped. So what, the, why is that argument necessary? You know, so, yeah. uh, and why doesn't like, you know, bunch of black belts that are decent level, why they're testing on me that it works doesn't mean anything, you know? So I think this is already like a good good evidence that uh, that it works and and so people always have doubts and I don't mind but just to you know kind of finish the blabbering would be I've done it yeah like 10 15 years I think and I'm happy it was peaking by the time I was uh, you know concert it was a coincidence I would say I was peaking at that time and definitely bucks but I couldn't say like what bucks Maybe mm. certain like, you know, like uh, maybe turning more the shoulder in or when we do back escapes and stuff. And so it, it has been definitely been a really good testing period to, to really be sure that. Um, and also, you know, everybody started first. They, they said like, ah, oh, that's preach shit. Now it's like a hashtag, you know. So, <laughs> I so that's pretty much how people used to describe. The, yeah, the yeah people are ah that's like weird stuff kind of yeah. like and then it you know i'm really happy that uh, uh the everybody was doubting that it was so different than and now you know charles is doing classes was doing classes in iceland you know the topic was shamelessly stealing from Pete and adding to it and <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so that was a class name so uh, that's definitely respect given that uh, okay i like it it works and i'm adding my twist on it you know mm. so so now, but it took two, two or three years like this. So, and I'm, I'm totally fine with that because, you know, people have doubts, they need to test and that's how it happened. So I'm, I'm happy that it's going slow also because um, we need time because otherwise it becomes a hype and it's too fast. And then, you know, then you're going to burn a little bit. One of the interesting things that um, 
I found, I'm not sure if you have as well. Um, I referred to it on a, on a chat of, uh, a podcast I did of uh, Naki last night is the idea of like a paradox with um, what you're teaching or an irony or something. I'm not sure which term to correctly use um, where obviously there's, there's been people who have uh, you, you've taught and there's people who've come to the same seminars uh, that you've taught in my gym. So they've learned the exact same stuff as I have, uh, but gone back to their home gyms and um, not being able to use it as in it hasn't settled with them. And I, it's kind of like a, I've, when I've spoken to, to my students about this before, about how, um, you know, you've obviously got this incredibly strong defensive system. Like going back to almost the days of, um, you know, Creontius where you couldn't, go to a rival gym and give away the secrets like you're you're like the coach who's gone out and given away your gym secrets in a, in a world of you know this wasn't really uh, codified in some sort of system uh, in any sort of system obviously Hibero was doing it Bradley was doing bits of it and Marcelo and Teles uh, but no one had stuck all the bits together and then obviously you hadn't uh, made this system in your gym then you've gone out and spread the good word um and obviously you know my students saw this as well and thought you know how can you go out and almost give away all this good shit um and it kind of made me think of this like weird paradox after seeing some people come to the seminars and then you know we see them again maybe one year's time and nothing's changed that do you feel that because this stuff is so different that unless it's kind of adopted by the whole gym it doesn't really cause that much of a massive growth in the person? Uh, interesting question. Uh, you know, science, sci, sci, scientist in me says, I don't know, <laughs> uh, you know, whatever the scientist means. But uh, it's always safe to say, I don't know, and then start to blabber. Uh, but you know, let's say the people, I know people on my site, and we just had the Skype call with Michael, that's also on my site right now. So he's kind of alone in this gym also. And he's, he's infected a couple of people with it, but it's still, uh, people kind of, you know, don't like it uh, yeah. because it's so different, so weird. And, and uh, but then they're also confused because it works and but it, it kind of contradicts everything their coach, no, a lot of things that their coach is saying maybe. Mm. And um, so then it's like, people are confused, like which one I believe, you know, there's a lower belt and there's a coach and, you know, and uh, it shouldn't work and it works. And so I, I, I definitely say, you know, believe that if it starts with a coach, like coach is saying, changing something that if I can influence the coach and that's what, you know, um, I tried to do when I first went to, um, when I first went to Leuven camp, when I had that speech, when I alienated, alienated half of the coaches there. <laughs> Because I was specifically talking to them, and um, somebody, some people have mentioned that that you know, you know, you didn't talk to students, you know, who was in seminar. I was like, no, I was targeting you guys, and uh, I was right away like unfriending like half of them. Hmm. Uh, it wasn't maybe the nice strategy, but it I did what I did, and it seems to be I'm here now, so all good. But I don't know if I go back and if I do it the same, so I don't know. Uh, but uh, definitely, 
it's very very helpful when you know somebody higher level like who's a little mm -hmm. bit like helping coach like assistant coach or or like a main coach to changes and then everybody has to do what they do and they can prove it you know because they're black belt anyway or, or you know and nobody can challenge them because they can do what my thing goes wrong so to speak and still mm -hmm. pull it off because of the experience but if you start as a white and blue belt and you start to be a rebel in your gym like alone and play like pandas and turtles I have gotten, you know, not like a thousand messages about it, but let's say enough messages that people say, like, they always tell me, don't turn the back and don't play Panda. And this mm. is, and then I'm saying, like, I keep doing that, you know, and prove them wrong because it works, it works, you know. And it's a really, like, really uphill battle. And I just told also, um, I told also the, some conversation I had that, that I, I enjoy that through the site I've created those people that are practicing everything in their gym, maybe if they're like, well, you know, some lower belts and they can feel what I felt. Hmm. So I can, I can share my frustration and unload my frustration and make other people feel it because it was an uphill battle because you always hear that don't do it, don't do it, you know, and uh, you still see some truth in it, you know, what you want to do and, but resistance is so big. So you really have to be stubborn and seeing something and evidence and everything so I definitely appreciate your case that, uh, that you had a gym and, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy I could hold you there because, you know, it, 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 let's say it was a 50-50 in that sense, I could or could not, you know, mm. and it, uh, maybe, you know, imagine that when nothing happened, then I couldn't, you know, push my agenda on you, like what I could do and stuff. And mm. then it would just still go like, you know, do something else right now. Yeah. And so it was totally, you know, why I chose maybe to play with you like this, you know, but usually because you know me, I usually play, you know, turtles and pandas and stuff. And, but I was just holding you in side control, you know? Yeah. So. That's, I, I keep recounting that story. Um, yeah. So it was a, it was a totally different role and why I decided to do that. And, and then it was like a lucky break that because that kind of influenced you a lot because you couldn't move and it was about the elbows and stuff. And, so, but it wasn't the role I usually do. Yeah. And, and then, so like a really weird coincidence there. And then, you know, you invite me to England and then we, you know, UK <laughs> or we start to work together and then, you know, you, you make it happen. So, so in that sense, your case definitely, you know, is more beneficial for a gym. And well, that's uh, been kind of the, the, what I've, I've kind of noticed, I don't know if you, you Anything, seen anything similar i don't know if we're more of a unique case because of it um is that obviously this stuff works well you know any any white belt blue belt and obviously you know you've seen all the messages of people saying uh they've become the the hardest person in the gym to tap um almost like that that's like level one as soon as they hit that kind of level of um you know the the, the basic kind of postures they become exceptionally difficult to beat but obviously in our gym, we had, we went through a phase of everyone became impossible to beat, you know, from day one up. And then there was obviously a switch because we're all playing it in that we comes almost went to level two in that because we couldn't break the postures. And this is kind of uh, and one thing you've obviously told me a few times and said, you know, on the, on your Facebook page is that you're attacking transition, not the positions. And so it almost felt like level two of this, that, that, should be reached is if, if enough people in the gym play it's actually then being able to hunt 
in the middle of the trenches. So obviously, uh, you know, you've got the, for anyone listening to this who listened to all these terminology and is wondering what the hell we're saying. Um, I think, again, you, it was your words to me was that you have the, the trenches that you're safe in, if you imagine from like a, a World War One perspective. And then, you know, you try and get to the next trench without being shot. Um, and it's your run across no man's land, which almost determines then the effectiveness of the whole system. And that's something that I don't, we managed to work on quite a lot and take to like, I don't know, level two of this kind of system, um, which is kind of like plus it then the students of that. Yeah, you can give this information out, people can kind of learn it online um, and they become super frustrated in their gym. But have you noticed that kind of similar thing? You know, have you heard kind of similar feedback of, you know, people being super difficult, but then getting caught again after a certain amount of time? Like, are they getting caught in the transitions? Is that kind of the, the remedy for that problem? Um, I, that in that sense, I know what you mean. That I I haven't encountered that because usually there's you know one two two or a lot of our cases in a gym they're practicing. Uh, you know there's also gym that they're changing also, uh, but I I haven't heard that. Or, or let's say people have said that maybe they get caught now in transitions and then they know how to transition better because blah 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 you know. So it happens automatically, but I I haven't heard let's say coaches let's say, uh, changing curriculum and then teaching transitional submissions. You know, like a, even okay, he has a side control and then he comes on top and then I attack and then he shuts down. So between that, we're trying to build an attack. You know, so probably they're doing this if people are familiar, but I haven't talked to them like this. But I wouldn't. I would expect that what you're saying that um, would be correct uh, if somebody's really rolling with somebody continuously. Mm-hmm. And also, I would say in your gym, I think it happens faster because, like every round, everybody gets annoying person. But yeah. if there's a one person in a one person in a gym, then I have like a, you know six rounds, and one of the rounds is that annoying person, and that's in that's usually not enough irritation for me to, to say that I have to figure out transitions because I know the five next roles, I can just attack the way I want. So yeah. if the irritation would be bigger, let's say you have six rounds of four of them are against annoying people, then it's like you have to adapt because otherwise you won't enjoy rolling and uh, you know everybody is annoying and those two roles would give you easy ones and then you can rest a little bit. So mm. I think that at least half or whatever, the irritation has to be there, otherwise it's too short. And they can just go, ah, that's like, I don't want to roll with him. He's super annoying. You know that imagine like everybody is like this. Then you can't really single people out and say, oh, that's the annoying guy. Like every 20 guys you roll, everybody's like, oh shit, you're going to adapt. You're going to leave. You know, it's that kind of frustration. So I think that's, that's the key right now that, uh, that holds people back. Let's say in the gyms that they don't develop it fast enough. Other people also that are attacking that system because it's still like fringe and only you know few people are doing this yeah so it was actually it was i think the thing that kind of made me click onto it is obviously we you know we uh i'm pretty sure i almost like shut down our, our you know we weren't competing or anything like that it was kind of like you know we, we hunker back in and we we uh we figure this out we, we figure out why this you know how to absorb this into our into our gym uh towards the, the end of 2017 beginning of 2018 when you first came and, and taught grilled chicken then obviously spent a lot of time where um, everyone was just getting uh, punished in the transitions. 
And so our transitions just got sharper and sharper, just naturally because every round was that way. It wasn't until I went to maybe one of the Globetrotter camps a year later, two years later, where I then spent a week rolling with different people. And I came back to my gym sloppier than when I went. Um, hmm. In the, Because I was so used to rolling with, I can't roll with sloppy transitions, even against white belts, because I'll get caught. Uh, yeah, then I go to a, a camp where people aren't aware of hunting the transitions and I'd leave everything open as in, I didn't have to care about it. You know, my, you know, going from running man to turtle, my elbows will be open. I didn't really care about because I knew they weren't going to look for it because they were looking more of attacking the positions themselves. I then would go back to my gym and maybe for the first two or three sessions back, I'd just get murdered just because I'd spent a whole week of rolling with people who weren't hunting those transitions. So I did start to see, oh, I think there's something here that um, the positional work is really good. It works, you know, against people who aren't suspecting it. But then to suddenly, you know, go to this next level, uh, it did require me just to come right every round to be wrong with people who just knew where I was going, knew they weren't going to catch me once I landed there mm-hmm. and were just timing me, timing me out of everything else. Um, I d- again, I, I didn't know if you'd actually heard similar stories of of people saying the same thing but again i don't know how uh unique a gym we are in that every role from from day one up is is awful yeah but your gym is it's really like your gym is in a weird place that uh that uh, you really you know took it took it over and just changed a lot of things and uh, you know yeah we have talked about it people have been in the seminars and then year goes and nothing changed you know Mm. and uh we talked about it's like a paradigm shift or something that it's so weird that it's they're refusing to accept this you know or yeah. they they would think like they would have to change so much maybe it's denial or something i don't know it's uh, definitely some you know some cognitive dissonance thing or you know not like you i don't like person so i don't like the information but just it's so different and uh, maybe something shuts down in your soul or something like i'm not gonna do this and and I'm trying to find a way my own or some traditional ways. Who, who knows what it is? And uh, it's still, it's in the, like your case, it's slowly, slowly growing. Uh, but even I felt like, um, you know, this is, I think, normal. Even when you don't train, your timing goes down. Hmm. Because I think after a break, I think it was even this break that uh, December to February or something, or maybe it was some other break before before last uh, lockdown that I rolled with Tom also. And he like, uh, I don't know, reverse strangled me like three times. And I was like, what? Like never, you know, I was totally like timing. And I think Lizzie or somebody choked me also from the back. uh, Mm -hmm. And I was like, okay, we have to get this thing together. And now a second or third day, I was, I was way more sharper because I was, I don't know. I, 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 in my mind, I did the right things, but just things were off, you know, just the timing goes away. Yeah. And uh, you just need to a little bit get back, you know, touch their toe to the pawn. And then it's like, okay, now I'm back. And, you know, it's still hard and you have to be careful because it's a fresh, but then kind of, it comes back certain things. So I, I agree with you that uh, I also think that sometimes it's fun to roll with people that don't hunt their way. You know, you, this thing should be hunted. Just it's uh, relax in your mind and you can just goof around and play yeah but it's always if it's always that's why i don't like you know that's why if it's you know like a shark tank 
like everybody's rolling all, all the time hard. It's mm. also weeds out certain people. So there has to be a fun part and goofing around and, and uh, you know, more kind of this that I can do stuff. And if it's always people are doing the right things, I think it's also tiring that you need to get rest from that. But for a competition and for fighting, I think it's really good. It's like a, seems like a very good way to get sharp, you know, that, that you're motivated to train right things like transitions, being safe. So it's outside like environmental motivation because they're hunting the right things. So you're building the good habit. You don't have to actually force it because I think other coaches also maybe are saying like, okay, that transition, do it better. But if there's no environmental, you know, force that actually somebody's punishing for you, like correct way, if you don't do it, you will never do that transition, you know, as best as you can, so to speak. Yeah. So, so I like that there's a, I like that the system kind of, creates you know environmental pressure for people to change it's not like we have to rely on people to change themselves and some people find a discipline and everything else but most people don't and then it's like always motivation and motivation but if somebody hunts you well you will find a way really quickly to adapt and uh, the motivation is never the issue so uh so yeah so i don't know where, where we went with the question but but uh, I also can relate to it that just the timing and everything just it's and it's it's a weird thing like you think you're doing things right but it's a day a bit off and it's ready it's already on you know yeah yeah that's what I've, I, I found like if I go away for any amount of time and uh, a roll of different people and then I come back it's it takes me a few sessions before uh, before I feel normal again and yeah it's a do eat it for a couple of sessions yeah, like, you know, you can see it clearly. You can see it, same thing with leg locks. You know, if you don't practice leg locks, yeah. like defense for a while, it's just something goes like totally wrong. It's like you go like, I got out from those things like uh, two weeks ago and then you don't practice them against good people. And then just something is off, you know, like a small, you know, change with the toes and stuff, just timing is off and you you lose it. And I've talked to wrestlers who talked about it that, they don't do a, like a parterre work with a good person, you know, good timing and stuff. And right away they're getting thrown like, you know, like in a washer. Hmm. So yeah, so it's, it is, it's so sad to see that this disappears so quickly. <laughs> well, actually that kind of talks, uh, goes into uh, one of the other topics I want to like broach upon. Uh, so it's kind of the lead in is with uh, the uh, video for Haas. Uh, was it last week? Uh, yeah. So anyone who, uh, might have seen it, might not have seen it. Uh, Fahas Sahabi um, from TriStar uh, was doing one of his um, live chats and a, a super chat message went up saying uh, about your system, if he'd heard about it uh, and what his thoughts about it were. And if I'm correct, he did say he'd heard of your system, he'd seen a few things about it. Uh, he then started to talk about how it was just a system for defense um, and that defense shouldn't be your core focus. I think that's the crux of the video. He was defense saying, you know, you should, you should obviously learn how a, a good defense, but it shouldn't be the, I think he said that at one point, it shouldn't be the core of your, yeah. uh, of your system. So obviously I, I have my own uh, personal beliefs in regards to all this, but uh, I know you, uh, I think you've said a few things on Facebook or the Reddit and um, other places, but how would you 
respond to that. going to have a, a a chat with him hopefully one day. Um, but what would your initial like, response? To I have? was so surprised that he knows my. I was honestly surprised he knows my work. Um, it would also you can you can look at back. Oh, it's logical. You know, my stuff has been there, and people have said that. You know, I don't know what kind of you know bubble he lives in. He has his channels and stuff, and he has his people who follow, he's following. So I was really surprised. Uh, and yeah, he said like, you know, we should all, you know, kind of learn from him, you know, kind of what he's, he was saying towards me, like uh, wealth and knowledge and stuff. But I think overall what, uh, you know, some people are saying, oh, I agree with him, uh, you know. He didn't say anything, you know, wrong because he was saying like attack, you have to have attack also. And, you know, not only defense is not winning the fights. So it wasn't wrong things what he was saying, but but he, he the question was about my work. So mm. and I never said that you only have to do what I do, you know, and just be super defensive. And uh, so that's never been what I've claimed. And uh, and I, I don't think he answered that uh, or let people know that he knows why I do it, why mm. I go that deep or why I think it's necessary to go that deep or, you know, those reasonings. And of course, I agree that uh, if you want to have a complete game and then you have to attack and, you know, I've always talked about it. So this is this is obvious. And um, also, you know, uh, he said like, oh, if you show uh, back to Gordon Ryan, he would, you know, probably choke you out. And, uh, you know, he kind of, if you throw a world's best grappler into the mix, it kind of nullifies everything, you know? Uh, so, but I'm, I'm also would say like, uh, would Gordon Ryan tap himself when he takes Gordon Ryan's back, you know? Yeah. So, because I, uh, because that's the level then, you know? Um, and then I would say there has to be a way. We know that we can get out of deep submissions. There's my evidence that I know I can do in what level. And we have seen it also in competition and from what submission, what very, very deep submissions people can get out. So I, I don't think that um, getting out of that, those deep positional you know, controls is that different. So if, if we can get out of deep submissions, we can get out of world-class deep positions. Uh, I'm not going to say that I'm the band to do it. If, you know, somebody high level, world-class high level takes my back, you know, young, athletic, whatever person. I don't think that's a fair test. Uh, it's, it should be, uh, the information should be comparable. You know, what my answer would, would be to that control and then we can test it. It doesn't have to be like my athleticism against their athleticism. Then it's a timing issue and strength mm -hmm. issue. It has to be like what the information counters what information. Yeah. So I think it's it's testable, and I'm I'm strictly believing that it's possible. Can I do it now, or is is there information now or not? Doesn't really matter. But um, the absolutes, I don't think it's like oh, it takes her back and then it's done. You know, so yeah. I don't think that's that's fair. And so, so so, but I would definitely like to maybe explain myself or have a chat or you know he has a wealth of knowledge of uh, of escapes and he clearly the stuff i've seen him do he actually plays similar turtle that we do mm. you know he has been one of the i don't know last clips i saw he was playing seal feet arms were here he was actually explaining people that why his arms are there i never seen 
him actually i think i've seen him play turtle but i haven't seen him play that turtle so yeah. i would probably ask him like because i haven't seen also that the danaher guys they don't they play that turtle i haven't seen that uh so maybe it's there so i would definitely would like to have a chat and you know maybe how much he plays defense or or uh, you know discuss that why i go after that because also i think somebody said sony brown had a podcast with craig jones uh recently and uh craig was saying that why they're so good because even i think the reasoning was uh, danaher sometimes or always i don't know doesn't allow people finish submissions hmm. because they can have like really end control and ready to tap you know that position but uh, then other people can try you know that and if you really tap them then you really know you had them it wasn't like a quick tap because you have to go aggressively so they're always training in that end danger range but uh, so i find it very fascinating that method of training i think it's i'm going to i've done it in that sense but i'm you know always it's always fun to rediscover good good things so to speak and uh, and uh, but I, my thing is like okay i can let people there and they can figure stuff out themselves by just practicing this way that way and you know finding out what you have to do but i think there's always i also also think there's there is a system we can give people that they don't have to just you know figure things on their own just to be tough and just to get out you know yeah uh, we can teach them those things and i don't think all of them has thought uh, been thought out so in that sense uh, i would really love uh, to have a discussion so we'll see um, i think he's a busy man and um yeah so it was a really i think it was a two minute answer or something so yeah so probably has he has more to say maybe whatever videos he has seen what he thinks about let's say even from panda you know uh what are his thoughts and uh so would be interesting so we'll see if it happens i think one of the the curious things obviously knowing you and and watching the video and uh knowing the guy who asked the question is Obviously, you know, you're kind of, like you mentioned the defensive BJJ, your niche is defense. And there's, I think, maybe a, a, a slight confusion about, you know, you, ha you have obviously the, the late defenses, which you've just spoken about, like the super late armbar defenses, the super late choke defenses. But then the other, the other side of what you do is the, the super early stuff, like hawking, the positional stuff, and how that fits into uh, regular BJJ. Um, and part of the, the you know, I so say you have this niche where you, you have a, a great understanding of these, of these postures. Um, and so that's what you predominantly talk about. And that's what you work on because it's, it's something that doesn't seem to be worked on by anyone else. Um, and then it, because that's the predominant content that you do, it's then assumed that you are just a defensive guy. But I've rolled with you enough to know that is not the case at all. And, and you inflict horrible, horrible attacks on me. Um, and I think that's the, 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 the main confusion about it is where this fits in this early defensive stuff is it's the part of jujitsu that was, was always there when you, when you look at high level stuff, like it's always been based on, you know, what Hibero's done and what Braulio's done. That's where, you know, grilled chicken and a lot of these things have come from. Um, but it's the, it's the covering the chin aspect of, of jujitsu. 
it's you know when how do you you know how do you be still and still defend yourself without having to do a counter to everything mm-hmm. which is you know with regards to um uh, usually in in a in a regular bjj school you'd have right i need to know x number of psychotor defenses to all these different predicaments yet hawking and running man are just answers to side control they are just how do i be still and not suffer um and so that is kind of watching him do that response is kind of like he was pretty much just saying oh preach the guy who teaches you how to to cover your chin in boxing but you but then it's kind of like not it was it was almost like because that's all he's seen of you it's, it was like he's just teaching you how to cover your chin and that's all he teaches that like, you should just only just cover your chin like, that's you also, to, yeah. to punch out the other end of it that's also i think it's uh, human nature to jump into conclusions and um you know, when you uh, just talked about uh, talked about a couple of weeks ago with Ronald, I think this that if you watch Joe Rogan podcast and if there's some scientist, hmm. they're are, they are very afraid to say something stupid, you know. And they're usually, if it's not their field, they're like, I don't know, I haven't seen it, I've seen only so much, and it looks like that, but I'm not sure, I'm not gonna jump into conclusions because you know, they're always because they get they get shut down right away. Hmm. Uh, by their peers, you know, that what the hell did you just say, you know, just, uh, you just jumped because um, because they know how complex their own field is, you know, that somebody can make a you know short conclusion like that, that based on something. So I'm okay with that uh, because I have already people that are doing things and we are growing. So we know we're doing the right thing and we are attracting more people. Uh, and by, you know, there's a definitely, I don't know, the movement or something. And um, it's always fun to see people that will always repeat his only defense and stuff. And, and so I think that's why also we decided or, you know, the, the role with Crowbert, you know, we rolled and uh, that's out. And so we try to put a little bit more out so people see what I can do. Hmm. But definitely, you know, I'm using those videos to promote my defensive stuff. But I guess I also hunt back a little bit there. So, so I think it's a growth issue uh, because like one of the issues i think is growth that um, in reddit also i think you know that i don't have to anymore defend my things mm-hmm. there's like uh, people are saying like wonderful things that preet said this and i don't think Brit work and we know the reasoning why preet is doing that so nobody kind of calls me out or oh this is bullshit they know why the reasoning is and they're agreeing with that because you know not i don't think anybody or many people go that deep. And uh, I think soon when we have those information more out or if the world is more open and then we roll again uh, and uh, then some more people are saying also, oh, they have rolled with me and they, you know, they have seen this and that. So I think it just, it's an exposure thing a little bit because uh, right now I'm just, I'm perceiving this information on them. You know, I don't know if it's the right thing to say. They're only yeah. seeing defensive stuff, you know, and this is very easy to make a conclusion. Oh, this is what I do. And everybody who's under me does the same thing. Or this is what I promote. And if you, if you don't look deeper, like my interviews or the reasoning, kind of makes it look like, okay, this is the, that guy's role. This is like a tellus. He promotes that. And they can see tellus what tellus does. Hmm. So it's easy to put me. Uh, tellus is also aggressive. He attacks and he has, you know, 
old old stuff is like you know turtle sweep and kimura so but clearly compared to you know how new school attacks with leg locks and everything else maybe you can say that telus is more passive in that sense yeah. and the way i roll maybe i look oh they have a comparison oh telus is the same and he does this and he doesn't attack so much but telus also has you know octopus cars and stuff or maybe they have seen telus attack more and i attack less because of the defensive stuff and YouTube and stuff. So um, I think it's just, it's exposure thing. And I don't feel offended. I think it's justified if people want to jump to that conclusion. My only reason would be like, why would you do that? If, uh, because that's like a, some kind of logical fallacy again, you know, you just see something and you just jump on that and say that everything is like this after that. So. Mm -hmm that you should really do research if you want, or if you don't want, then don't jump to that conclusion and, you know, don't talk about it in YouTube or, you know, internet, like you know about something because people will call you out on that. So, so, but that's in those days when everybody has an opinion, you know, and people are mm -hmm. talking, that's, that is to be expected also. And um, so far it comes with the territory and I know what I can do and I don't mind that. I think as well, I mean, I, I, again, I said this in the, in the podcast of uh, Naki last night, is that someone asked the question of um, prioritizing the time in their gym. Um, you know, they're, they're a student in a traditional gym. How do they prioritize what they do in their roles? And um, again, I kind of took inspiration from uh, what you do, what Graugart said to me like eight or nine years ago in a seminar, is that Roles aren't just about, you know, they can be, obviously, if you need to sharpen up for a competition or anything like that, um, about figuring out timing and, and how to actually, you know, play the jujitsu game. But by and large, and this is something that I think I probably only realized at Brown Belt, um, is rolling just another tool just for working on stuff as much as drilling is. Like, it's almost like drilling and rolling is, are kind of kept apart from each other. Um, like here's here's the learning part and here is the implementation part uh when in fact rolling can be just as much the learning part as drilling is um i think keenan said something very similar about it as well in, the, in his uh globetrotter seminar seven years ago um and i said i i know the the mean style of jujitsu you have my my jaw can attest to the mean pressure you are capable of. Um, yeah, obviously, you know, you don't see every role as a fight to the death. It is, you know, you, you have things you're working on. Um, you know, you want to work on improving hawking. So you just, you know, you, you lay there and, and work on hawking in the role. Um, and this is something I said to this in this podcast of Naki last night to this uh, person who asked the question is that to maximize your time in the gym, understand, you know, is there something you particularly want to work on um, and make that the focus of your role? I think Christian said it as well. Like uh, he, he said it, I think, in a seminar in Bolton that I went to when I was still a white belt, is that this idea of uh, take something that you want to work on, uh, write it on a bit of paper and stick it to your fridge and every role that you have from now until this time next year, you will do that technique in every role. Even if it's once and even if you fail it a million times, you will have a million different ways of how not to do that technique and you'll understand it a lot deeper. 
because um, if you're going to be in jujitsu forever, uh, what's the harm in taking a year to learn something? Obviously, work on everything else at the same time, but have a focus. Um, I think again, look, if 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 people only see you at some of the globe chart camps when you're being super nice, and the videos, they would just say, "Oh, you're the defensive guy." But I know you; you've been working on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I also I think for a lot, of, I think you can read about it. I've read it in some point, somewhere, that it's like say you said, like million ways to you know you know better you fail. Actually, for a lot of people, for most people. Uh, doing things long term it's really hard hmm. to make long-term goals and it has to be environmental pressure that they stick to it otherwise it's, we, we're very bad of making long-term prediction and long-term like goals we want always now you know everything is now so hmm. so um yeah I, you know i'm i'm in a in a privileged position in that sense that i mostly roll i think people less skilled than me let's say mostly and then I can choose the pace, what I want to work on. I want to dominate. I want to, I want to play defense. That's usually uh, people are surprised by it because oh, always this legend that you know iron sharpens iron. Hmm. I think it's necessary, but uh, maybe just to get tough and competition maybe and stuff. But just to learn, as a, if you are like a, one of the higher belts in a gym, in a level wise also, then it's you're in a you're in a privileged place because. You can get really good in dominant, dominating people, and you can really good and get like uh, you know escaping people. Hmm. So, and also I think if you, that's why I always talked about you know the the talk I had in Iceland. Also, when I get better in jiu-jitsu, was like a one and a half hour or something blabbering. Uh, I mentioned that if, but if you don't have that position that you can choose yourself, that you can force yourself there and uh, just take the suffering because you have some higher purpose. Um, you have to have a training methods in place that if you try certain technique, you know, and then, you know, I've talked that, I don't know, not a million times, but uh, you have certain things you work in the class and then this, this position has to happen also in sparring. So mm -hmm. certain behavior is encouraged that if you go to that position, resistance drops to 70, 60%. So, and you can try it, then you can't get submitted in there. You have to practice. And if the sparring leaves that position, you know, sparring pace kicks back in. So you have ways to force people to do certain things. And even, let's say, even if Jim, maybe you have a freedom to do your stuff yourself. Or if you're like a coach is, does know something and it's coach is leading then maybe just say, oh, today, guys, everybody does more than average hawking, mm. you know? And then you cannot submit from hawking. You can try to pick it apart a bit, you know, but you have to test it. And if the, you know, game leaves the hawking, everything kicks back in, you know? So you can mm. submit them anywhere else, so to speak, that, but not in hawking. You have to just test the position as, as, as much as they're good at it, you know, that they're close to their resistance pressure. So you can test this everything, like... Uh, I really think that most people, like most of the times, should have a goal in their mind. Hmm. Uh, maybe even, let's say, if you, if you have one hour rolling, then half an hour is with a goal, let's say mostly hawking, and another half is like, do whatever you want. So you force certain behavior that usually people are lazy because they're not going to try something they're good at. And if the risk is to get caught more than they want to, they will not do it because it's like they don't want to get tapped. 
but if they cannot get tapped in Hawking, they will more likely go there. And if they cannot be tapped, so it's their way to, you know, to take a rest and get better at this. So you create those kind of behavioral trenches. And it could be everything like uh, back escape or arm bar or whatever, just get the triangle. Today, you're not getting triangled, you know, they cannot finish the triangle. They can put it on. So you can kind of, you know, there's like a whistle coming from your, you know, mouth kind of like, you know, you're getting there, but they cannot tap. So it's fun way to play it. Now just everything, put their arms in, let them try triangles, but they have to let you escape. And you can really stay there and get really proficient. So that kind of goes, that's what I'm saying. That kind of goes with uh, what Danaher was saying, you know, you can't finish. Maybe it's like at all submissions you can't finish or maybe particular submission you cannot finish today. So that's right away funnels everybody to try that submission because they can play it. So always I think those kind of behavioral things are forcing people and uh, yeah, like uh, always deliberate practice or, you know, so I think many people are not in that privileged position like weight wise or, or level wise hmm. that they can choose themselves. So the, the coach has to create that environment where everybody has a chance to try certain things. I think that's one thing that uh, you kind of, you instilled into the gym and I don't know if I've warped it or, and ran with it or something is uh, obviously, you know, I, I've traveled extensively as a student, uh, going to different gyms and trying to learn how to, to run my own place uh, from, from even as a white belt. And I've been to the gyms where you go in and you, you drill, like there's a timer, you drill for a certain amount of time, like five, you know, an arbitrary number or an arbitrary amount of reps. Uh, there's no talking, it's drill, next technique, drill, next technique, roll, and your, your coach chooses the, uh, the partners. And one thing that I actually did pick up then that I'd like to say you know, on this is that the, uh, the value of conversation uh, and, and dialogue between training partners was one thing that was one of the main things I've adopted from the, uh, the, the visits you, you paid to our gym is that when you'd have a um, drill, I don't know, for a certain amount of time that you, you dictated, and then almost twice the amount of time was then spent talking with your partner and saying what you wanted for the next drill, like, you know, how much resistance, how much... Uh, what worked, what didn't work. And that's then something that I've kind of taken on is that this, this, uh, when, whenever we do drills in the gym is that I, I say to people, you know, I don't care how many numbers you do. I actually would rather you, you, as the person having something done to you, you feed back during, as in, let's say if someone's putting pressure into you from side control, you know, I want the dialogue to be there. I want there to be a, actually a lot of conversation of, um, you know, can you move your shoulder here? Can you move your arm here? Can you put your weight here? Because it's, it's very hard to know what your own side control feels like. Um, so dictate how, you know, if something is working, like I think, that was, I think that was one of the main kind of takeaways I had was like the importance of dialogue, the importance of even in roles, like say what you want, like, you know, today I'm working on this, can we go through this? And there shouldn't be that kind of... Um, old school uh block on such things um and actually it was it was something that kind of jolted something in my head i think it might have been taza 
Uh, he came down just before you started visiting us, or it could have been someone else. I don't know. I've been hitting the head a lot since then. Um, where he said, like, you know, uh, uh, Danaher's the blue basement. They spend, I don't know, I'm probably warping a lot of this in my head, as long after their rounds talking about that round as they do actually sparring. So instead of the, you know, the Spartan, you know, five minutes on, 30 seconds off, you know, let's go for it kind of training. It's like they have just as much time for dialogue as they would actually training. And and so hearing how he's incorporated a lot of dialogue into to how he teaches and trains and then seeing the the uh, dialogue you kind of introduced us to during the seminars. Um, like you just said then, like, you know, actually, you know, the coach obviously dictates the environment of the gym. Um, but giving the uh, allowance for people to actually have that, I think that was critical in how we've improved and how everyone in the gym has improved. It's, you know, one thing people who do jiu-jitsu, you know what they like to do. They like to talk about jiu-jitsu. Yeah. You know, there's, there's like a thousand of memes, like, you know, like, Oh, can I tell you, you know, if, if you find somebody, you know, who's interested of jiu-jitsu, you will just explain that, well, explain them what it is, you know. And so there's, you know, maybe people making memes about it that uh, we're not like, you know, the memes about cross, vega, cross, cross vegans, <laughs> cross, uh, CrossFit vegans. cross feeders and vegans. I said cross vegan. <laughs> cross vegans. <laughs> That's the new term now. But, uh, but yes, yeah, so you, you make people talk and they're very passionate. And uh, people, I've, I think in their soul, whatever, they want to help, you know, they want to be a better partners. And uh, yeah, this feat, I think, kind of, it's still scarce, I would say it goes around. Uh, Danaher seems to talk about it a lot. Uh, he's mostly mentioning in his Facebook posts after class talks that we sometimes spend enough time after class or if he saw something troubling you know he will address that after the camp mm. and that's really good learning process because you have the question in your mind you know it happened and then it's fresh so why not fix it now so i don't know can you do it like uh, every class let's say i think it's maybe available from certain level that everybody is in a certain level and then you add specific problems and then you discuss about it at the end of the class so, uh, but it's still, I think, you know, maybe Danner says something or I say something feedback, at, but you still go around and people don't use feedback. And then it's like, it's like, guys, just this is the one thing you have to have. And uh, some people have said they don't like it, you know, but then it's like, you have to read a book. You have to kind of listen what they're saying because they know the people that are studying, you know, the teaching and learning and everything and talking about it. It's like a little bit like visualizing. It helps mm. to uh, remember stuff better, talk about it. It's uh, you have a context, you share somebody. And, uh, and so there's so many benefits and, but there's still resistance to it. And it's not very, it's, you know, always if it's very natural for me, then I find it's very unnatural to not find it anywhere else because it's so obvious for me. But while feedback is still like, uh, I don't actually, you know, I've done it, not went to gyms and then asked why you don't do it. But I've visited enough. And if I've seen classes and still people don't use feedback, 
and uh, for me it's like a one of the easiest tools to make people engaged you know in a in a situation and um yeah so so that's uh, all this kind of you know ability to for me to do less work because i always said this you know jokingly kind of i'm lazy and uh, because i i don't want to see all your mistakes because i have my own things to deal with so i rather give that responsibility away that you take care of each other and you see and you know and then you talk to each other and you can leave me be so to speak that i i present the information and that's my job and i see overall stuff that's kind of what's missing maybe i come up with certain tweaks but uh, this has helped me as a coach a lot as a, as a using feedback and uh, yeah, so if somebody's listening again, this that uh, there's books about it, every sport book that talks about uh, the, the learning any skill or sport, you know, that talks about feedback loops and how you create them. Mm. So kind of impossible to get any any good in a reasonable amount of time without feedback. Mm. So, uh, so, you know, the, the stuff we think is a joke, but actually happens all around the world all the time, like half an hour warm up or you know 20 minutes three techniques and roll and even those techniques are 10 minutes you know and then just doing them and then new technique and there's no feedback no nothing no resistance and uh, that's like uh, every you know that's like uh, every day it happens so to speak that's everyday reality for some hmm. and um, so that that means also you know we have work to do and in some way in jiu-jitsu, I know I put my videos out and, you know, I influence that way, but, uh, or I go to seminars and stuff, but it's, it's, it seems to be like I have harder time influencing people like with the coaching stuff, you know, that how much can I do like a feedback videos, you know, with techniques, I always have this technique, that technique, and kind of like always the same theme of defense. Yeah. But how much I can do like a feedback videos, you know, it's just a one video and then it's done. I cannot do like a hundred feedback videos. So, so that's why we're also in our site, Defensive BJJ, we're thinking and it's already some, some videos are up and also the, the Skype call I did like a couple of days ago was about coaching. So we will, we will have a coaching, dedicated coaching section that uh, we talked about. Uh, I will give whatever I can. I know what I'm good at. So like, you know, like a class structure templates. That's not the truth, but you can tweak it, but I will give my version why I do it. And you mm -hmm. can tweak it here and there. And I teach, you know, how to teach techniques or how to do different drills and how to just modify them. You know, if you see how it does this, this, and I tweak it a little bit. So some drills I just come up with during the seminar because I know what's missing. So they're yeah. not always setting stone. So that's also one of my, I don't know, dreams would be much to say, but uh, but goals in that sense that I could get that information more out about coaching uh, because I think the whole community in jiu-jitsu as a mainstream can, uh, we can do better. And uh, some of us are doing and some information is out there. You know, mental model guys are doing this. We just had a talk to, with yesterday with them and we talked about it. Danaher seems to do good things. Uh, some information is leaking out, but there are still kind of secrets, so to speak, that uh, you hear Greg Jones saying this and you hear that saying that. So he hasn't put on out his training method, actually, that what, what, what he's doing. There's uh, Berniaki, yeah? um, Island BJ guy, yeah? if I say his name mm -hmm. right, uh, Rob. 
And uh, so there are people that are talking about it, but as a mainstream, as what comes to mainstream, I still feel like uh, as a teaching methods and training methods, we can do way better. So, so I'm happy about it because that means I have work to do. I have purpose. Other way, maybe, you know, I would just find nothing to do or something. So, so, so um, I appreciate that. So I have, I have, I have work ahead of me. One last question. And this is a, this came up on the, Oh, that was sudden. Okay. Sorry. I've realized that we've been talking. I, I made a, I made a joke. Oh, <laughs> um, is, uh, kind of still going on with the, the defense of BJJ and, I know a lot of uh, the the stuff you're doing uh, and the taught is is has groundings in wrestling, um, and uh, obviously you know we 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 did a session uh, pre-corona uh, on wrestling and you taught me quite a few things then. One of the questions I was actually asked is, are you planning on anything in regards to how you have a system of um, positional safety in regards to uh running manta or panda and they all kind of fit together do you have a similar thing in the pipeline or would you ever consider the same for the stand-up side of bjj no no <laughs> uh, <laughs> yeah a, i'm uh, yeah i could let's say uh for me let's say some judo throws and stuff they're just sideways just put jitsu stand up up you know certain mm. trips and stuff and you know um, if I'm saying it's not hard to understand why it works, I, I say it with all due respect to judo, you know, it's, uh, it's, you know, geometry and they fall because of that, because you break something. Um, but I, I, right now I would say, uh, there's not enough time because that goddamn defensive side of BGJ is, I would still say a little bit over exaggerated maybe, but, uh, it's still so much understudied, mm. uh, I find it's very weird that even leg locks and leg lock defense is more studied than, I don't know, jiu-jitsu positional escapes or, or something, mm. you know what I mean? It's yeah, so, yeah. So, so much information out how to get out of leg locks and sequences and stuff. And uh, there's really nice studies about it. But then what comes to Kimuras and all those, you know, arm bars and chokes, and then it's like random here, random there, you know? Uh, so um, I think it's still understudied. So uh, my ar- hands are full. But if somebody, I can, you know, give my opinion about it. If I don't know if what there's to fix, because I don't know what, what is the problem. Because mm. Jiu-Jitsu, I recognize the problem that escaping and everything and the way it's taught and doesn't make sense. Uh, yeah, if somebody heard that, that's a bigger story, but I just oversimplified it, the, the problem. Uh, and, uh, but I don't know what's the issue with stand-up, because if I would still say, if somebody wants to have a good, Stand up that works in ju- uh, let's say in jujitsu. Still, I think you, it has to be a combination of sambo and judo. Probably mm. even more sambo because sambo uh, fights more like a butt back. Judo mm. is more upright. Yeah. And sambo has you know leg attacks and everything else. They don't have those restrictions. They only they cannot do chokes, but I think they do all the other stuff. You know they throw, they throw you know there and there and there and there and they are very wrestling based also. So I think those arts are wonderful. And yeah, like, I don't know what could be the issue that would not make sense in those arts that I would have to put my mind into it. 
probably, you know, I would I would go like, okay, maybe defense is not systemized of early, mid, and late, you know, certain throwing mm -hmm. escapes, throwing counters that maybe they should be uh, because I because clearly I see that I've seen, let's say, you Georgians, I think it was a Georgian uh, judo that, you know, somebody throwed him and he cannot flipped around in the air and then on the belly all the time. Mm -hmm. He has done this also in competition. So there's like a seminar footage, people throwing him, you know, like a forward yeah. throws, all kind of things. He just lands on a belly and kind of counter throws them and end up even top. So, so clearly we don't see it, everybody doing that. You know, we see mostly if people are thrown, you know, I, I don't follow judo, but a lot of times they still, you see like people just fall. Yeah. They don't have that kind of very late defense like that. Maybe, maybe it was a Georgian, you know? That they do so so why is not like maybe it's a time issue they don't have time spent on that so much you know so and uh, yeah so this is like a blabbering about it i don't know what the, what the problem is and uh, oh. what 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 would be need what would need fixing you know that in jiu-jitsu the problem is very obvious for me well one question i'd like to to finish on then is um like I said, you 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 you've dedicated yourself to this one problem of fixing the defense in jujitsu. Like I said, there's a there's um, so many other aspects of the the wider grappling game, such as stand up and legs, that you know could do the same uh, intensity of of study, but you you like I say you don't have the time to. How would you clone a preet? As in, how would you clone your base methodology to be then applied to those other problems if someone was to take that on? Like you mean judo and wrestling? Yeah, or judo wrestling. I or think it's just jujitsu or, or headlock game. I think uh, what I, I what I think I think it has to. It seems it has to. It will come to you when you have practiced the art long enough that uh, you know how it works and you and for me at least you know because clearly other people maybe they complain as much but they, maybe they haven't found a way so they actually you know have come to same conclusion as i do or whatever um because certain things for me in jiu-jitsu didn't make sense but mm -hmm. it wasn't like just right away it was just because we didn't you know bridge and shrimps and stuff and it was always hard to teach and you know also the question why we're giving right away crossface underhook and we let people connect the arms in side control that wasn't super obvious for me in the beginning we still did it you know that's what that was a side control and we taught you know and then i don't know how it came to me like huh but why we're letting them to have it you know mm. so just how that question came to be you know and then it was like oh but maybe if i don't give them crossface underhook and make it a fight mm. what happens then you know so so it wasn't also obvious for me and I really don't know where those questions came. And then it was like, huh, interesting. So why we're making it hard and we're, we're escaping the pin and the pin purpose is to pin, not to be easy escapable, you know? So yeah. it was like, like uh, something is wrong here. And then I then kind of, you know, everything kind of takes, takes time and you see it here, see it there. But I really think it comes with doing the art and running into the wall a little bit with certain inconsistencies that you can't make people better. 
Yeah. Uh, and like uh, you teach it and uh, then somebody tries bridge and shrimp and somebody top guy will resist. And then they say, I can't. And then I say, try harder. And then it's like, and then you always, I considered like, it's kind of partly my fault that they have, they don't have success and maybe the information could be better. And so it, I think it comes by teaching to others stuff, you know, and then you see it kind of there, they don't succeed and it should make sense, but we see it in the videos and then we teach it and then they still have hard time. So, so maybe the information is wrong or how to do it better. So it's that kind of driven process. Yeah. And uh, so I would have to know judo and the wrestling to the point of really understanding the moves, you know, and then we'll see like, okay, that doesn't make sense. That doesn't make sense. But I actually think like what comes to collegiate wrestling, I enjoy like deeply enjoy how thought out the process is. If you take like something like a, like a turtle DVD from the, you know, the wrestling turtle, they have a lot of like, I'm not saying everything, but they have so detailed explanation of all the sequences, this, 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 and this, and they doing grambing standups and, it's so well thought out compared mm. to what we do in jiu-jitsu that's definitely understudied. So I really envy them. Uh, and so you really have to know it all. And you still, I think, see some advancement. You know, Funk came with Ben Asker and kind of like that kind of very late stuff that let's say he fixed in wrestling because it wasn't done in a systematic way, maybe. But it was still done probably, but not in a systematic. And maybe, you know, that, that what they, they say that Ben... Asken kind of systemized it, or you know, made it, made it, made it a thing, uh, and uh, so that's why my kind of very, uh, kind of like a, what's the, uh, very I'm kind of like evasive answer to it, and yeah. I would I, I would have to practice the art, and then I think I really believe that if you do it, you kind of understand the base, and I'm I'm trying to sound not that cocky what, what I'm gonna say now. Uh, that it ha you have to practice the art long enough to change this base, you know? Mm -hmm. And I really, really feel that uh, I have done something like this with all the positioning and stuff myself and also taking parts of stuff from other people's games and seeing, you know, tellers and stuff. And, and uh, but I'm not going to say like, I've, you know, changed Jitsu base and, but I, I understand how it's built, so to speak, and I can tweak it, you know, in a way. And I understand the problems and I can add my own stuff and kind of put that system together. So I'm saying like this, you know, so I'm not going to say I change jiu-jitsu or something. That would be silly. But you know what I mean? So in that context, uh, but it takes a time to get to the level that you can start to do that. Yeah. Because most people are still copying and doing what everybody else does. Let's say with Lachlan, I was... Because I'm not the leg lock guy. I would say I'm average or something. I'm even, you know, to the average or something, not above. I don't know. I don't consider myself. I know stuff, but I'm not a, definitely a good leg locker yet. Uh, but, uh, uh, but I was really surprised what comes, let's say, what Lachlan did. He's, you know, outside, what's they call it? Outside, uh, inside, outside Senkakwe, yeah, with his stuff. Uh, so, he came from out of the blue, so to speak, with his stuff. Mm. Like uh, people, you know, did all those Danaher guys, they already did, they already made leg locks famous. Yeah. Yeah. People were like, but seems like 
most of the people they were like just mimicking them what they were doing yeah and for me it's like was super surprised i think i talked to some people about it that how come if we have so many minds working on leg locks and then Lachlan came and he made outside Senkaku and now people, oh shit, we have mother position. It's like, mm. how come you not gonna, how come you did not find this before? Mm. Why took Lachlan and his way of maybe solving the problems and seeing like there's a one position that's missing, you know, you can have mm. also had positive like, like this. So this for me is very surprising that it takes somebody with certain maybe problem solving mindset or something that sees like, uh, okay, something is missing there, or I don't know how he came up with that, because mm -hmm. seems like rest of the world didn't, so to speak, understand what I mean? So yeah. I hope I don't hurt anybody's feelings because somebody did it, somebody, something in basement and couldn't show it, you know? But uh, so you, you know, so he came like now outside Senkaku is a thing, you know? People mm. are practicing this and there's like Robert Degler videos, like like every video is like basically like a backside, whatever the 50-50s or what, you know? Mm. So now it's a thing now. So, so how it happens, how some person could change some foundation. Danaher did it, I guess, when he systemized, you know, that, you know, the legend of why you would avoid 50% of your body. Yeah. Uh, somebody actually made a meme about it. You know, legs are only 34%. What's the other, what's the other 16? Yeah, I, I saw the one, yeah. <laughs> yeah, that was actually pretty, pretty nice. Like it's not 50. So, uh, so that's, that's precise, you know. And, uh, and so he could, you know, change certain foundations because clearly leg locks ha have been done before, mm. but he kind of changed something, you know. He kind of, when you look at his DVDs, he's like systemizing, oh, we have a rotational problem, this problem, that problem. He's really put, you know, thought into it. And uh, so he could change that. Lachlan added something. So, yeah, I, I haven't had a recipe for that because it's still rare somebody does that, you know, in some fields. People innovate on other people, but uh, certain foundational changes, they're quite hard to do. Mm. And uh, like I said, for me, just, the, to, to play with the cycle it took 15 years hmm. to really kind of what you you saw in the 2017 or something you know that kind of what i played and it wasn't even the good hawking back then it was still a turtle and stuff maybe panda so i would really like to also hear in some point uh, how lachlan did it you know that maybe he's been looking for a couple of years already that he's, he recognized the problem and so those developments are usually a very interesting stories that that you can look backwards go like oh okay it's already started back then you know so yeah, yeah. so that's a really long and winded answer for your question no that was that was yeah that was kind of perfect it was a uh, that's it was um it kind of it, it kind of led on from what you said about uh a change in in perception of how people how people coach and like i say you're always trying something you'll leaving leading on to a little bit with the defensive bj it's like not just the technical side but the the how to implement and, a, and the coaching aspect i was just seeing if you had any ideas on um changing people's approach to jujitsu entirely and and make them more uh investigative with with uh how they how they approach jujitsu and you know like i said like how you have been investigative like how what made you um 
want to do this in the first place? And so is there a, a, a method? If you that... ask me that, I just, honestly, I couldn't answer because why I was developing Turtle and why it was a 300 mm -hmm. and why I just, the only thing I can tell myself was I had problems, I have teaching. And I guess coming back to your, uh, you know, your what you were saying about Crowder saying do it a million times and then you know how to million times do it, you know, wrongly, so to speak. And finally, you know, deeper something. Uh, just, I guess if you teach something like, let's say a million times and it sounds silly when I say it in that sense, but you can't make people escape systematically. Mm -hmm. Then, and then you feel like you're in some point you run out of options. Like you try this, that, this, that you look and there's like all the options. They're not like something's missing. Something's off here, you know, that yeah. uh, we, it doesn't produce the results we expected to. And I'm not going to accept the results we have because we, we could do better. I believe that. And then it's like, okay, we have to study ourselves because something's off. Mm -hmm. And, uh, but I guess the strength to believe that you can study or, or you could be right to study it because you could also be wrong. And, it could be just soluble by something that you don't know yet. So yeah. there's it's a it's a tricky but it's a tricky thing because sometimes people are just you know you don't know the answer, and I just uh, you just haven't met the person. But but maybe the answer is totally wrong, and how do you know it's wrong or not? It's not around the corner, you know. So clearly we can say that uh, the information I'm you know promoting. We have evidence people doing in uh, EBIs or stuff. Some defensive guys are doing certain things, but and you know Jeff Clover, you know Gary Donon. We have seen they have crazy level of defense how they move, but uh, you know, but be the guy that systemizes it, try to pass it on because they clearly they clearly have tremendous skills, mm -hmm. and maybe he can pass it on to his you know students and stuff. But what comes the information what they put out. Uh, it's not fully out so so that's maybe they do at some point so but i'm kind of you know putting everything together so there was a initial problem that that i i guess i believed i could solve mm -hmm. and uh, first maybe i just went small steps and now we're here so i couldn't in a million years i couldn't imagine you know this position where i'm at at the moment that yeah. that is have led us to this and and uh Vera Sahabi mentioning me in a, one of his podcasts. Yeah. <laughs> so, so yeah, so that's all crazy. And I'm sometimes I have to, you know, pinch myself a little bit. So, and I'm happy my work's getting recognized then, but I'm still gonna try to be me and keep myself honest and not to get a big head. Hmm. No, completely. Um, also, I, oh, uh, thank you for your time this evening. Uh, it's been a, uh, quite an interesting uh, and educational podcast even for me like you know obviously we've known each other quite a few years now and it's always a pleasure hearing uh, your your thoughts on uh, training and and everything jiu-jitsu based uh if anyone's been interested in anything Preet has said uh during this podcast i will put links up for uh the defensive bjj uh youtube channel um please follow Preet on Facebook, even if it's just for the memes that uh, <laughs> every single day. Uh, I'm pretty sure, like, because um, we have our own gym group that someone reposts them every day, and we always get a laugh out of them. Uh, so even if even if you have no interest in anything that Preet has said, just I just try to balance it out. 
it's like this is again it's hilarious that knowing you from from day one um globetrotter camp that you appeared at like knowing your 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 dry sense of humor um and like how how stoic you can seem yeah the the memes that come with you it's it's it still makes me laugh um mm. But yes, uh, hopefully uh, we get to see each other at one of the Globetrotter camps or in Estonia, or we can finally get you to the UK. And because I know you're supposed to be for a seminar last April, so uh, we'll fix that hopefully and uh, get you over. Uh, unless your um, your fee has grown exponentially in the past year, but we'll find that out afterwards. Um, could be could be also you know backwards like if there's no traveling maybe I have to lower but maybe now there's more need for me because I haven't done the seminars so it could be yeah twice maybe twice twice the amount <laughs> you are aware that we might have a problem getting that many people inside a gym these days yes 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 so yeah, we'll, yeah I'm sure we'll, we'll figure, figure it out uh, and hopefully we can do another one of these because this has been a this has been quite a lot of fun I'm sure that I'll get many many questions on it uh in the, in the i'm also i will also say to you probably maybe i'm so uh, i'm so keen to travel and i'm so so want to get out and i'm so but maybe you should use it and maybe i'll even give a couple of seminars just you know with i don't know no money <laughs> <laughs> you do realize this is recorded so i'm gonna yeah 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 some sort of evidence against you um, yes well, if that's the case, then yeah, we'll we'll, we'll arrange something for. Yeah, we'll uh, figure it out. I'm, um, you know, we I understand situation, and so we'll figure yeah, it course. out. No, it's, it's always been a pleasure uh, talking to you, sir. So thank you for your time. Uh, I'll see you.